Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 132. I feel like I need pom-poms, like, woohoo! Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is chapter three of our latest intimacy series. This is a super interesting conversation. Yeah, I absolutely love talking about, I guess, religion and spirituality. Um, not necessarily dogmatic ways of mm-hmm. worshiping or believing and things like that, but the spiritual aspect of how MS has um, impacted or how spirituality has impacted my MS or helped me navigate through. And so um, we spoke with Keisha Charles on this episode and we're super, super happy to have her back on. If you all remember, she was, you know, um, in uh, an episode a few, I don't know, season. Yeah. Season three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just hearing her perspective on how religion and spirituality helps her and her thoughts and feelings helps her with, with MS, I should say, specifically. Yes. yes. And, yeah. You can find her at Kiki, K-I-K-I, Charles, all one word on Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great episode. And it's really, you know, very thought-provoking and provocative. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to season four of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. So um, we are kind of diving in again in the intimacy world we had three intimacy series and um we're kind of piggybacking off of the last one and we're we're taking this in a different direction in a different intimacy direction not necessarily talking about physical intimacy we're talking about connection and closeness and what what is intimacy and so intimacy is closeness between people and personal relationships it's what builds over time as you connect with someone grow to care about each other and feel more comfortable during your time together. It can include, like we said, physical or emotional closeness or even a mix of the two. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So we wanted to basically talk to you about spiritual intimacy and Mm -hmm. your thoughts on how your spirituality or your spiritual intimate world coincides with MS and managing MS. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, I gotta start from the beginning. I used to be right before, maybe a year or two before I, I got diagnosed, I used to be super, super, super Christian. When I say super Christian, if I didn't get out of the church I was in, if I didn't start really studying the Bible without the theology I was under, I would have most likely voted for Trump because I would have said, oh, it's the Lord, you know, Um, but I got out of it, right? I started, actually, I didn't get out of it completely, but I started to think, you know, this 
way I'm doing Christianity is actually making me feel like I'm I'm going to lose my mind. So something's mm-hmm. off. I'm not nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not kind to people. I'm everything opposite of what the Bible said I was supposed to be, or Jesus said I was supposed mm-hmm. to be to my neighbor. So I just started investigating and I had a fallout with my previous church. And a lot of people who supposedly were my Christian brothers and sisters uh, stopped talking to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was hard because I was, I used to work there voluntarily almost 60 mm-hmm. hours a week. Wow. Um, I did a lot of things. And what I had noticed after all this, and I got my diagnosis, and when I got my diagnosis, maybe two people or three people kind of looked at, uh, called and checked on me. And then after a while, people stopped talk calling me because I no longer was in the church and all these different things. And I just had different thoughts than they did. This is how you reward mm-hmm. me. I was just, mm-hmm. I mean, raging, raging. And I had started dating my husband at the time. And he's not this like holy roller like I used to be. Uh-huh. He was like, I was like, I think I'm going to become an atheist because I don't, you know, I did this. And he was like, I could be your friend, but I can't date you because mm-hmm. I can't date someone who is, doesn't believe in God. And um, the, he was like, we'll give it one week. And he actually, and he's not this like at the time, at the time he wasn't just like, I read the Bible every day, mm-hmm. but for this whole week, the whole week he um, was like, just pick a verse and we'll discuss that verse every day. And, you know, and he just kept on doing it. And I had another friend who prayed with me I'm sorry. I had another friend who prayed with me. And then that week I was just like, okay, I'm not going to give up on God, but I don't know about Christians anymore, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And then it just became, I was waffling in between the two churches, um, my previous church and whether I was going to go back or I was going to go to my new church. And the pastor in my old church was like, oh God, well, you know, just think, just have enough faith and God will cure you. Oh, and God. my the pastor in my new church was like, this is going to be a tough road, isn't it, Keisha? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, will just God will be glorified. And he said, no, don't do that. It's going to be a tough road. Yeah. And I was just grateful for him. I was grateful that yes. he was realistic, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, you know, nope, you're not going to do this uh, pie in the sky you know, it's going to cure everything thing. And I needed that. And it was wonderful. And I lost a couple of friends because I had one friend who was like, oh, you're, you're, you don't have enough faith. And the enemy, which she's talking about Satan has Uh your body. And I was like, oh, heck no. I believe in God. (laughs) You know, I believe in the Lord God Almighty, the monotheistic God of, you know, Abraham, but I believe in this power that's greater than me. And I refuse to believe that he's given control to, of my body. I refuse to believe he's used this as a way to destroy me. And, mm-hmm. I, just, and I just stopped thinking. I just stopped having that kind of mindset because I used to be in that mindset. Like you have to have, if you have enough faith, you'll be cured. If you have mm-hmm. enough faith, you know, all these different things. And I was like, no, the reality is that sometimes you can have, the faith of the whole world and if it's time for you to die it's time for you to die the bible does right. say that the bible says your days are numbered you know mm-hmm. right you know yeah so. 
That's the only certainty in life is death. That's right. Mm -hmm. And spiritual bypass is, is uh, pervasive amongst different communities, especially churches, you know what I mean? Or religious Mm -hmm. sects and things like that. And so a lot of people will kind of dismiss your symptoms and your feelings and your thoughts and kind of put up that wall of intimacy that, because obviously if you feel comfortable enough to share that you have MS with somebody in the church, that you're trying to build some sort of closeness or communication and you trust them and there's, there's safety there. But if somebody's saying, oh, well, you, you don't love God enough, or you have Satan taking over, that kind of puts up that border and that wall and makes you with withdraw and not want to share, not want to talk about it. But MS, in my opinion, and I respect people's opinions, everybody, but in my opinion, it's so much bigger than, oh, you know, Satan has my body. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just bigger than that. And it's hard for me to, to um, have a conversation with somebody who, you know, only has like one way of thinking. Um, But it sounds like you were open and it kind of helped. It it does. Um, I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. I've witnessed prayer do miraculous things, but I Mm -hmm. believe that with that prayer, God uses medicine. He Mm -hmm. uses doctors. He uses all kinds of things. You know, we read this Healthline article and it talked about spiritual intimacy and it said it said that um spirituality means different things to different people and so spiritual spiritual intimacy can vary too yes and so generally speaking spirituality is about belief in something beyond the physical realm of existence um was your husband heavily in church before you guys met Mm, no and he's still not we go because it's online we go a little mm-hmm. bit more together. Um, he has his faith is so simple and beautiful. You all, you all met before. I, I can't remember before you were diagnosed or after you were diagnosed. After like uh, six months after I was diagnosed. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, he, I never knew that um, until like maybe a year after we were married. I was in the Uber drive. I was talking to an Uber driver. And he was like, where are you going? And I was telling him I'm going to the hospital. I have to take some tests. And he, we just got into a conversation and he was like, um, I told him I was married. And he was like, did your husband marry you before or after? And I, he got the diagnosis. And I said, after I got the diagnosis. And he was like, that is a good man. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, it's a good yeah. man. And I was like, why? And it never dawned on me that people men some men not all men some men would mm-hmm. find this daunting and not want to deal with someone who has a chronic illness mm-hmm. you know and the 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 uber driver was like no and he was just like a lot of men wouldn't deal with what you have so he they were just he said i'm gonna pray for him even this guy this is where a random uh, uber driver was like yeah i'm gonna say my rosary for him you know so really wow yeah i just see I see God operating through different people all the time. I see, mm-hmm. I have long talks. I, I'm a talker and I have lovely conversations with Uber drivers when we were uh, before the pandemic. And, you know, I've spoken to a lot of Muslim drivers and they explain their faith. And it, it's beautiful to me to see how they see 
God and how they see Jesus. And I, I recently was speaking to a Sikh uh, Uber driver and mm. he mm-hmm. just, he, I was so angry at, for him at these uh, very careless, hapless people that parked their car. And I was like frustrated and I started talking about it and I was talking to him and I was like, I'm so angry that they did that to you. And he was like, don't be angry. And he was just like, um, he was like, you have to understand that we are in something that we are experiencing something that we've never experienced before. And you have to give people space and you have to give give people time to make mistakes. And he was like, so, Maybe before the pandemic, they would have never done that. And in my head, I was like, yes, they would have, you know? <laughs> but, right, right, right. You know? But he, I was listening to what he was saying. He was like, you have to give grace. That's what we're told, told as Christians. You give people grace. And he's mm-hmm. saying it in his way, of the way his faith says it, that you have to give people time. And he was like, you know, just honor God. And he was just being so beautiful about how he was talking about what the whole country is going through right now and how mm-hmm. we're to offer grace to people, how we're supposed to give them space, how we're supposed to just, you know, just not get angry about things that we shouldn't get angry about. And it was just, I, I love experiencing faith through different people's eyes, you know, or different people's uh, faith walks, just to, to see yeah. how God is operating because I, I do believe God is the God of the universe. And I do believe that God has created everyone. And I do believe that God speaks through everyone. So, so I just, that's just how I believe. Right. So do you think that your, the way that spirituality operates in your life, how do you think that that has helped you? I don't even know the word to adapt, adjust, relate how do you think that it helps you deal with your ms oh that's a good question um i never give up um and i may go down but i always get back up and Mm -hmm. i believe that's just just me believing that god there's a verse that says that um you may deny me but i would never deny my own i'm paraphrasing it and I feel like when I'm down that God is at the side or the Holy Spirit, what this being that I believe is doesn't have, that I believe is genderless. I believe that doesn't have a race or an ethnicity um, is always there. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm not, you know, super religious, um, but I'm very highly spiritual and not dogmatic about things, but without, and you mentioned the body, mind and spirit connection without those three it, it, it's like a beautiful orchestrated symphony or something within me. And I have to have all three in balance because if, if one is off, then I'm not really able to manage MS well, you know, and you, you know, other people have pr- probably have mentioned here, heard me mention that, you know, the past few days or past few weeks, have been just struggling. And you talk about anger. I have these bur- bursts of like just being mad and mad at MS and sad or whatever. And that's when I feel that the body, mind, and spirit, my spiritual intimacy is like so disjointed and I'm not in connection with what I know that's guiding me. Um, So yeah, it's really important. I think as, 
as you navigate through your journey, I think it's really important to have it, some sort of connection somewhere. It, it sure Virtually. is. It is, absolutely. I mean, really quickly, um, I started getting debilitating fatigue. It, it was, the fatigue was bad in November, December. Jan, uh, January, I, I, it was really bad. By February, I could barely function out of bed. And um, I just thought I, we couldn't figure it out. The neurologist, the primary care, um, they, we were trying to get me into therapy, just couldn't figure out what was going on. And then my primary care called and said, um, do you want to get the vac vaccine? I was like, yes. He was like, well, are you, I, you're scheduled for a telecom, tele, tele, uh, teleconference uh, appointment. He's like, I put you in as a physical appointment, get in. And I ran and he gave me, I got the shot. And when I got the vaccine, I came home and my husband was like, your whole, your whole being is different. And it didn't, I did not realize how much pressure of being fearful of getting COVID. Mm -hmm. And also because it wasn't, I wasn't worried about MS because, you know, the studies say that there are very rare few, very few people died of complications of COVID-19 and MS. But right. however, I'm also diabetic and I am, a, I am, my diabetes is not under control. And so I was living in extreme fear of catching it and dying and leaving my husband and leaving my mom and all that stuff. And once I got that vaccine, I became the, the fear. I still had the fatigue, but it wasn't debilitating. It wasn't off balance. It wasn't throwing me off with the MS. So it does, you know, that mind where my mind was so overwhelmed with fear that it was causing my MS, this, one of the symptoms of my MS to be worse. Yes. And yeah. it just, then I, you know, after I got the shot, I, after a year and a half, I finally got an appointment with this, uh, this program that NYU has for um, um, behavioral and, oh God, what's the word? Uh, cognitive therapy. Mm -hmm. um, I got that. My test, which I took in November, I took cognitive tests in November. I did terrible. I took them again in March and they were like, what? There's nothing wrong with your cognitively. You're a little bit slow visually. You're, they were like, you're average visually and above average, um, uh, what's the word? Verbally. And mm -hmm. um, he was just like, I don't, you know, the other test they saw, I was depressed. But all these things started working in alignment for me, I thought spiritual, well, where God was putting my mind back, oh, God in myself, but I don't want to say God, I, I, I also put some effort mm -hmm. in, so did the doctors, um, was put, we were getting everything back in order. And right. now we're doing a sleep reset, <laughs> which has been hard, <laughs> um, yeah. but that's been working too. So it, I do agree, everything has to be in alignment because I was being nasty to my husband. I, you know, I was just kind of had no patience with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, I didn't have these moments where I was like, okay, God, we're back, we're back to square one where you're not being fair to me. But it was just like, okay, how, how much, how, some, some days I was like, how much do I have to go endure 
for you to believe that I believe in you. And you know, you have these moments, mm -hmm. but then it's like, everything's off because I'm sleep deprived, I'm fearful, I'm everything. But once everything started to align again, it was just like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I can think better. I can not stress eat. I cannot, um, I can spiritually start praying clearer and all that stuff. And so the, I agree with the alignment. And once it's off, it really messes with your MS. It does, for sure. Thank yeah, you again. Think, yeah, thank you. I think just having grace and yes. accepting where you are and um, yeah, and being kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's one of the best spiritual intimacies you can have is being kind to yourself and yes. not letting people tell you that you have to produce if you can't produce, you know, yes. just get your mind, yeah. get your mind and your just get everything settled and work it out and you will get there. Absolutely. I love Thanks that. for joining us. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. I love you ladies so much. We love your energy. You're just yeah. a light. <laughs> you are. You. You're a light and a gift. Thank you. That was, that was a very, that's very kind. Thank you. So Dawn, what does spiritual intimacy mean to you? Great question. Um, the more that I progressed in MS or the more that it progressed in me, I should say, um, I started to really dissect and think about what it meant. And I think it means growth. It means understanding and it means surrender. So probably mm. those three are at the top of my list of what spiritual intimacy means. Um, because in other relationships, you are growing. Um, you are surrendering because sometimes you, you can't always be, you know, the, um, the person that is always talking and always wanting and always, you know, pushing. You have to sometimes surrender and let someone give. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then what was the third one I said? <laughs> Sorry, because of mess. I said, because of mess. Yeah. I said growth, surrender. Oh, God. I don't even remember. Well, growth and remember. surrender. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll stick with those two right yeah. now. <laughs> spirituality is a really big word. What does spirituality mean to you? what does it mean to me it means and we've said this quite a bit on different episodes mm -hmm. for me it means but not in in this sense for me though it means to be in the present moment and through my practice my meditation practice and just from what I've learned and what I've read over the 20 plus years now that I've been really engrossed in the spiritual world, um, it has, that's what it means, like being aware and being present. And it's helped me so much with my MS because before diagnosis, I remember at 22 years old, having 
symptoms and having feelings, but I didn't know what was going on with my body. You know right. what I mean? Most of us who have MS, like we, we know something's wrong a couple of right. years or two years or however many years before. Um, it doesn't just come out of the blue. You know what I mean? Usually right. there's some sort of like indication that, you know, there's a misfire. Um, and so I learned to just be present and to recognize what is happening inside of my body and right. acknowledge that. Right. And that's what my practice has taught me as well. Like when you're meditating, you sit and you don't have to force thoughts out of your mind uh -huh. because it's just happening. You just kind of let things flow naturally right. and effortlessly. Right. Right. And I, and I guess like in that explanation of what spirituality means, you kind of answered basically the second, maybe it's a, that's the third um, question I was going to ask you. So thinking about the idea of spirituality, how does your spiritual practice help you adapt, adjust all of those things to MS? How has it? Now you talked a little bit about being in the present moment, but are there other ways that you can, in retrospect, think about how it helps you adjust? Yeah, for sure. Um, another powerful question. It's helped me slow all the way down. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I think that's one of the best gifts if it has been a gift if I want to choose those words or that word right it has helped me say you don't have to be at everyone else's pace you don't have to be at the world's pace you have to be at yours right right and it's okay yep. yep I think that is so important because well first of all we live in such a fast-paced um just like rush 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 world and reality and we know that period, like when we're rushed, like our body, our MS bodies don't like that. So, no. you know, anything that will kind of help guide us just slow down. It's so important. And I'm always reminded if I'm moving quickly, my legs will start to tingle. Yep. It's like, hello, slow down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or the weakness will come in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. exactly. Right. The body knows. Mm -hmm. Body knows. But I guess to just like sum it up, the questions that you asked me, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about reading scripture or yeah. um, reciting mantras or something uh -huh. like that, you know, or going to a particular building to worship. Mm -hmm. It's It's really starting with myself and that's yes. where my spiritual journey began and that's where where it will end when I you know move on to the next stage in life or realm or whatever right. we want to call it um so that's that's really what it is it's not necessarily yeah. like praise and worship kind of thing right. you know what I mean it's just starting yeah. with me and you know like as you were just saying that you know obviously spiritual intimacy, you know, we're thinking about this in the context of intimacy. And mm -hmm. when we did our first intimacy series, yes, started the whole conversation off with self-love and right. you know, thinking about spiritual intimacy, it's very introspective. It starts with you. 
And I think that that is like, that's key. Mm-hmm. It really is key. So mm-hmm. before anything else, before you would even get to the point of, you know, worshiping anything else, go, you know what I'm saying? It starts mm-hmm. with you. It's a very introspective thing. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. What does it mean for you? I'm curious. Um, for me, I think just the idea of knowing that there is something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I believe that things are ordered in a way. Yeah. And yes. I don't know what it is. I, you know, I, I can't explain it. I have. And, and the thing, I guess, for me is that I don't need to be able to explain it. And I think that that's what MS has, like one of the things that, you know, has come along with this MS journey is that I don't, I can't explain why I got MS. No one knows what caused, you know, so thinking about things on a spiritual level, like I don't need an explanation. I just know that there's something bigger at play Mm -hmm. than that, you know. And that's what well, I think about in quiet moments, like that, that there's something bigger than this. And, yes. Um, yeah. It's like MS. It exists. And that is yes. kind of what I look at spirituality. Yeah. You know, it just like also answering, well, what is it? What does it mean to you? Well, I just know it exists. I know that it exists for me and within me, just like exactly. MS exists. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. No, exactly. And I know that this reality in this world, this whatever consciousness is much bigger than anything we can imagine. Exactly. Um, And I know that, you know, I don't believe that we are just like meaningless beings just here. Mm-hmm. just be, you know plopped on the earth just born randomly mm-hmm. I don't believe that and again I don't know that I have an explanation or and again I don't think that I need one you know what I'm saying I think like if you would have asked me this question a few years ago I would have felt that I needed to justify what I'm mm-hmm. saying but I don't you know what I'm saying all I know is that it is much my idea and I saw this quote somewhere a couple of years ago, God is too big to fit inside one religion. And that's mm. just it for me. Like this idea of God, it's so much bigger than we can even imagine whatever mm-hmm. God is to whomever, but it's there. And yeah, it's just, we, we've just got to trust the process, mm-hmm. you know? And just be. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a good quote. I wonder who said that. I, I don't it. know. It was something I, I maybe and I have no clue. But yeah, God is too big to fit inside one religion. And yeah, and you know, just even thinking about, you know, like you, I don't when I think about spirituality, I don't think about it in a, you know, in the context of religion. I think about it as, you know, something bigger. I think about it on a, a larger, more spiritual level. But mm-hmm. with that said, you know, th- if we want to bring it down to religion, I do not believe that whatever. So I was raised Catholic. 
went to Catholic school. I'm a confirmed Catholic. I have never and would never believe that whatever religion I was raised into is the thing that's mm-hmm. right and everything else is wrong. I don't believe that. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that for any religion. So, and that's why I think, and I'm getting way off topic, that the idea of religion is kind of problematic to me. You know, I agree. And I grew up, um, I guess, Christian, Baptist, uh-huh. but we never really, I mean, I went to church. Yeah. And I definitely know what a black church is, but I went to Catholic school. So I uh-huh. kind of knew both. And right. then I had a lot of Jewish friends. So mm-hmm. um, I was like super, like, into different religions and my parents encouraged me to learn about everybody else's religion mm-hmm. um like hinduism judaism for sure um you know all of these different religions and like appreciate everyone's different yes. path um yes. muslim muslims things like that and so i never was like afraid of any other type right. of scripts or or um, right going into a temple or something mm-hmm. like that um it just was and right. yeah i i got to notice the intimate relationships that people had with their spirituality like they're mm-hmm. my friend's family they're like i could understand and see it and i'm like wow this is mm-hmm. so beautiful because it goes back to that quote that you that beautiful mm-hmm. quote you just said there isn't like one path, you know what yep. I mean? It, it just, yeah. it just is exactly. again. Yep. And that's kind of what, you know, Keisha was alluding to in some of what she was talking about that she sees God everywhere through mm-hmm. many different things and operating through many different things and people and whatever. And I mm-hmm. think that that is so true. You know, God, whatever it is, is everywhere. And, and, you know, kind of goes along with what you were saying about slowing down. If you slow down, you're able to see it. You know what I mean? Operating so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You just gotta, again, trust the process, whatever the process is, we just have to be, be good people, whatever that is, be kind, be gentle. And yeah. I mean, I think it also, in just about everybody's religion, there's something in their written scriptures or books that mm-hmm. talk about being slow and observing and being present, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and so that that has helped me on on the MS path, I guess. Yes. Um, and the Bible even says, "Be." My grandmother used to say this: "Be slow to speak and quick to listen." And yeah, yeah, you know, I and I take yes. that with me. Um, yes the idea of being still yes and no and no and whatever whatever people's different ways of knowing are it's Mm -hmm. the stillness that you know and trust and all those things so yeah because you have to and that's will make you crazy if you don't absolutely yeah absolutely thanks for tuning in to the myelin and melanin podcast You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.